which means a lot of what I'm going to be giving you, I'm going to be winging it, uh, which means I don't plan uh, on teaching you very long tonight. Uh, I only have a couple of main thoughts that I want to give you and uh, plan on letting that be it. So if we get done early tonight, we'll just uh, hang around and fellowship. Uh, I, I don't plan on keeping you very long this evening. Um, I, I appreciate you being a part of our class Sunday night, uh, and I won't say who it was, or I wouldn't want to embarrass them. Not that it was a bad thing, it was a good thing. Uh, Sunday night, one of the gentlemen in our class texted me and said, that, just want you to know I've, I've been listening, uh, not only to what you're teaching, but to uh, what's online, and it's been so helpful. Uh, I'm glad the Word of God uh, will make such an impact in your life. It'll change you. And uh, that's what we're interested in. I, I, need, I need some wisdom. I need some uh, encouragement. I need some, uh, uh, some discipline and some discipling. Yes. And uh, the, the Word of God is always um, working in my life and your life uh, to make us better than what we were, to make us more like Christ. They sang it this morning, the trio sang it this morning, more like you, less like me. And uh, my, my first inclination is often wrong. My first, um, my first uh, response is often wrong. But God is, God is helping me. God is helping us uh, be more like Him. Uh, we started last week on the, the second uh, or the, the third uh, part, the third section. The first being the first stage of home building. The second one that we looked at being the foundation stage of home building tonight uh, and last Sunday night we started on the framing stage of home building and uh, that's where we're going to be again tonight the framing stage uh, of home building um, let, let me say this uh, those of you who are going on the marriage retreat in February uh, if if you're uh, if you if and we've got man I, it's so exciting, all the babies that are on the way, and I don't know when all of them are due, but there's a bunch of them having them and have had them and are about to have some. And uh, You know, this is marriage retreat. It's for couples, uh, husbands and wives to go to. Um, and so, you know, if you've got a three- or four-year-old, let's find somewhere uh, for them to be babysat. Somebody can watch them. If you've got a newborn, um, come on. Uh, that that bring the newborn baby to the to the marriage retreat. Um, we we understand uh, babies two months old. You can't separate. You can't drop that off at grandma's house. Uh, grandma don't know what to do. She did in her day, but she can't take care of the two month old for two days. Uh, so don't let that be a, a hindrance. Come on, and we'll have a good time. All right. Uh, we we uh, we looked at uh, the. Um, the framing stage of home building uh, last week, uh, and, and I, I, I hope, I, I think, the Lord helped us to, uh, to develop in your mind uh, the, the concept that I was trying to build of, uh, in dealing with the wall. Uh, I, I think everybody got the concept that how they are comparable, uh, walls in a house, how they are comparable to walls in a Christian home. They are a necessity, uh, and uh, tonight I want to carry on with that. Uh, and if you did miss it, you can go back and listen to it. I want to give you, I want to give you uh, a couple of thoughts tonight. I, I want to talk to you, and we may only get but so far into it this evening. But I want to talk to you about the the decision of the walls in your home. Uh, how do I make the decision? How do I uh, how do I decide? Uh, what walls, uh, what wall is a pebble right under my foot and I've got too much ADD or ADHD or whatever it is uh, to teach you and step on that pebble. So sorry, I paused, had to move that out of the way. Um, how do I decide what, uh, what, what, what the walls in my home ought to look like? Uh, how do I decide where they ought to be? Uh, there are some, and we'll look at this tonight, there are some, um, I mean, just point blank, to the point 
uh, Bible teaching about things that ought to be and ought not be in our lives. But what about the gray areas? What about the areas where the Bible is not as specific as in other areas? How do I decide? Uh, and then once I've made my decision, how do I, how do I keep from being uh, dogmatic in other people's lives who've not uh, maybe decided or don't believe quite the same way that I do? Uh, just because something is uh, working in your life does not mean that someone else is sinful uh, because they don't do it the way that you do it. Uh, and we need to understand that. Uh, and we need to give room for people uh, where the Bible gives room. And God does give room in a whole lot of areas. Uh, uh, so let, let, let's, let's talk about these walls tonight. Um, talking about the decision of the walls uh, I, I want to give you first tonight that there are some walls that are mandatory. They are mandatory. Uh, you, if you build a house, and we'll use our comparison, if you build a house, uh, you do not have a house unless there are walls of some sort and they are mandatory. Uh, there are perimeter walls that are mandatory. There are load-bearing walls uh, that are mandatory. You could go into your house tonight and you could tear down some walls. There are some walls that maybe there's a divider between the kitchen and the living room and you could tear down that wall, but you can't tear down every wall in your house because some of those walls are load-bearing walls and the weight of your ceiling and the weight of your roof is sitting upon that wall and that wall is mandatory. It has to be there. Uh, without perimeter walls, without load-bearing walls, your roof and your ceiling has no place to land or to rest, uh, and you need that roof and ceiling, and so there are some walls uh, that are mandatory. Uh, without these walls, the house doesn't exist. The roof has to rest on something. Mandatory walls uh, that must be. Uh, it's the same with the, with the Christian home. Some walls are mandatory. Uh, some walls are not gray. They are not gray areas. Uh, you can have a lot of things. You can, you can, you can be living under a bridge in Augusta, uh, and that may be home. That's certainly not the design of the Christian home. Uh, if you're going to have a home uh, that is honoring to God, that is edifying to the people living in it, uh, you need to understand, I need to understand, uh, that there are walls that are mandatory. They must be. Uh, and you're not going to have a Christian home without that. Everything is not left up to your preference. Everything is not left up to the way you like it. Everything is not left up uh, to what makes you feel good. Uh, some things are black and white. Some things are mandatory. Um, when, when, when you build a house, um, you, you, you can sit down with an architect and say, I want this to be here, this to be here, this to be here. Uh, but he's going to come back with, to you and say, well, if this is how you want it to look, this has got to be here. And this has got to be here. And you don't get to decide this. This has got to be here. Uh, when we built that tabernacle over there, uh, there were, there were um, um, walls... Uh, there, there were in the center of that, there were support beams that we, I, I didn't like how they were going to look. I said, well, I don't really like that. And they said, we don't care. That's got to be there or this don't exist. Uh, some walls are mandatory. They're not left up to your preference. Uh, we live in a world where we want what we want, how we want it, when we want it. We want, we want, we want the right outcome without the right thing. Uh, and some things you can't get around. Uh, there's some things God is very uh, clear on. Uh, I, I don't care how your daddy uh, raised you. I don't care what your daddy was like. I don't care what you came up under. Uh, Ephesians, I'm going to give you some walls. Ephesians 5, 25 is in your Bible. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Without that verse... Uh, you may have a lot of things, but you don't have a Christian home. If daddy isn't giving himself and loving his home 
especially his wife. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, uh, he is missing out on the Christian home uh, that God has designed for him. That's a mandatory wall. Uh, That's not left up for question. God did not leave any room for debate. You see that? God didn't leave any room for debate. Uh, You can argue with me uh, over some things and say, well, is this what the Bible means or is this what the Bible means or is God clear on that or did he leave that for debate? There are some things that we can argue our preference, but the fact that the husband is supposed to lead the home and he's supposed to love the home and he's supposed to love those that are in the home, especially his wife, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that is a wall that bears a heavy load. That is a load-bearing perimeter wall. Without that wall, you have no Christian home. And so uh, in areas like that, uh, you have to adapt. Uh, you, have to, uh, you have to submit and surrender uh, to, the, to the principle that is there if what you're wanting to have is ever going to exist, then you, you, don't, get to, you don't get to play around with that. You've got to submit to that. Uh, and without that, you can, you can have ten other things right. But you're missing that, uh, and, and, and that is an ingredient to a Christian home. Uh, I, and I'm not going to teach on how to apply all of that, but simply put... Um, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. If you're saved, the Spirit of God will talk to you when you get that wrong, and he'll make you get that right. If you're saved, the Spirit of God will use the Word of God. As you read the Word of God, God will change who you are. Uh, I've I've kidded around here and other places that I preach, uh, but uh, God has changed the way I treat my animals. Uh, I didn't know this verse was in the Bible. A righteous man regardeth the life of his beast. But one day I was reading the book of Proverbs and came across that, and the next time I wanted to kick my dog off the porch, the Holy Ghost dealt with me over how I dealt with my dog. See, the Bible is living. It is a breathing book, and the Spirit of God will speak to you, and if you'll submit yourself to Him, these things will all come into order. God, I promise you, God will talk to you about how you treat your wife. He will. Uh, here, here's your wall. Uh, let, let, let's, you can turn there tonight, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just read all uh, of the text this evening. Ephesians uh, chapter 5. And, uh, but, but let me uh, find that in my Bible, Anthony. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, let, me, let me read you verse 22. Here's your wall. It has to be this way. This is not a gray area. This is not a, well, my mother wasn't this way. This was not a, well, I'm a strong-willed woman. Uh, You may be, uh, but strong wills have to be submitted and surrendered if we're going to have what God wants us to have. Uh, Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. I'm going to tell you something tonight. Uh, without that in your life, uh, you are missing out on the Christian home that God wants you to have. That is a wall that must be. That is a load-bearing wall. That is a perimeter wall. Uh, and when you are deciding, what kind of home do I want? And there's some things that the husband is going to have to do. There's some things that the wife is going to have to do. Let's, let's look at the whole text uh, Anthony found it for me. Uh, let, let's look at uh, uh, let's look in verse number. Oh goodness, let's see where I want to start. Uh, you, you got me in, in Galatians. I got it. He did. He he accidentally flipped it on me. You did good. We were close. You got me close enough that I could get there. Uh, Ephesians five. I looked down. In, in at, at chapter five, and I was, I was, I was, I knew that verse was in there, and I wasn't seeing it nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians chapter five, verse number uh, twenty-two. Wives, I wonder who he's talking to. Huh? Pretty sure he's pretty specific in who the target uh, is right now. Wives. 
submit yourselves unto your own husbands if they are submittable and good and godly and kind and good looking and, and smell good. Huh? No. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands if that's how you were raised. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands if that's what suits you that day. Now, here's what the Bible says. We're talking about having a Christian home. We've got God's blueprints, God's design. Let's do it God's way. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. I, I, I like how the Holy Ghost put that in their own husbands because sometimes... Uh, sometimes folks don't have a problem submitting to someone else's husband. It's just their own that gets them. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. I think the Holy Ghost put that there on purpose. Of course, I know he did because every word in the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it was put there on purpose as unto the Lord. When you do that, you are doing it as unto the Lord. You are, in essence, submitting yourself to Christ. Uh, let's read on. For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church and is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Uh, preacher, I don't, I don't really like that. That may be the case, I don't know. Preacher, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. That, that, don't, that don't strike me as, uh, God didn't ask any questions. You want a Christian home? Uh, that is a wall that must be there. That is a, and again, walls are perimeters, they are boundaries, they are uh, they are barriers uh, uh, to keep things in order, to keep the chaos out, to keep things the way that God intended for them to be. And God said, this is my design. This is how God designed it. Uh, you wouldn't say to an engineer, why is that a load-bearing wall? I, I don't like that. You'd just say, okay. Why would you say that? Because he's an engineer. He knows what he's talking about. I don't. Why do we feel like in spiritual matters that we can say to God, I don't like the way, and, 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 and try to alter how God has designed the home to be? Uh, it don't end. It goes on. Uh, therefore, verse number 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that it might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined Unto his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. When, when you get married, here's the three things. Uh, for the men, you leave your father and mother. Somebody entered into your world that has taken preeminence over your father and your mother. And most young men that get married, they respect their father and love their mother with an adoration. And God said, but you married this woman and you have left father and mother. There is somebody in your life that now has more sway, that now has, that demands more attention, that now uh, demands your love in a different fashion than you've ever given that love before. That is your wife. It is God's design. Uh, most of us are lacking in the Christian 
home department because we hadn't even separated from mom and dad yet. And I'm not talking about, I, I, know, I know folks who live on the same property. I don't, I, that's not what the Bible's talking about. That, that, is, that is where uh, when, when the man is more concerned about what father and mother think than the woman he's married to or the woman is more concerned about father and mother than the man she's married to. She's still submitting herself to her father. But her father gave herself away to that man. You don't have a problem submitting yourself to your father. But you're having a hard time submitting yourself to your husband. When you walk down the aisle and said, I do, the father gave you to him. Your submission don't belong to your father anymore. It's your husband. And, and, and men, you, you, you have an affection and a love for your mother and father. But that love and affection is meant to be doted on and poured over the pride that God gave you. Husbands, love your wives. And, and, and here's what the text says. For he shall leave father and mother and shall be joined on his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. All right, the first is the leaving of the father and mother. And, and that's, that's, that's where many folks fall out. They've never had that disconnect. You, you, you don't have to be mean to anybody. It's a part of growing up. It's a part of maturing. It's a part of being spirit-filled and spirit-led. You leave father and mother, and that's for both. Uh, here's the next part of that. Men love uh, their wives as their own body. I'll tell you what, I have got it figured out how to put me first. Oh, y'all talk back to me. I'm good at that. I've done that my whole life. And God said, not only do I want you to separate and, and love your wife and separate from your father and mother uh, in a degree to where she is now number one, but I want you to put her number one above your own self. That's a wall. To keep our marriage intact, to keep the load of the marriage, to have a resting place, to, uh, to build a home that God can, can bless. Um, then he says, husband, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He gave me three illustrations of how, what I need to do. Leave my father and mother, and the love that I had for them, uh, it, it's, it's not gone anywhere, it's still there, but it is, it is now shared uh, with someone else, and the love that I have for her, uh, is priority over the love that I have for them. If there's going to be an allegiance, it is to my wife over my mother and my father. Mothers and fathers don't like that. Well, I loved you first. You may have, but when they said I do, you gave them away. I, I think the relationship that my wife has with our boys is is special. Of course, ours is too, but a mother and a son, boy, that's special. I, I, boy, I wish I had a little girl sometimes, and I love my boys. Don't misunderstand me, but, but, but uh, and, uh, I don't wish I had a little girl enough to have a little girl. Starting over. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, but it's special. But there's going to come a day when both of our boys, Lord willing, marry a young lady, and it's going to be biblical that they put her above her. Right? Well, I don't like that. I, I don't even know if God said you had to like it, but if you'll practice it, you'll find out why. Because stuff will work. And if you fight God's system, you are fighting the process and nothing is working. We're attached to the wrong people. Uh, we are, we are, 
see, I didn't write none of this down. That's the danger. I got like one page of notes written down, and I think, well, this will be short and simple tonight. And then I get in here, and the Lord helps me, and I get down to where we live, and then all this stuff comes to me. And, 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 and I'm sorry, but it don't look like it's getting shortened down. Of course, y'all knew it. Y'all know me at this point. Um, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I, 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 uh, I don't even know really what that... Uh, I've been saved for 30 years. Whew. I was saved when I was seven. I've been saved for 30 years. Um... I, I, I don't know that I've even come close to figuring out how much Christ loved the church. But the more I've learned, the more I realize I have lacked. And I've got to have that in my home. My children deserve to see me put her first. My children deserve to see her have such confidence in me that she submits herself to me. Though she did not have to. Um, I, 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 that was a lot of searching for the word. <laughs> um, the principle is not, ladies, because you're dumb. It is not because you are uh, silly or stupid or uncapable. As a matter of fact, most uh, most ladies are uh, very capable, just like most men are very capable. Some people are just not capable, men and ladies. But most people are pretty capable. Um, the, the principle is not because of what you can't do. It's because what God can do with, with you when you submit yourself to the will of God. You'll never meet someone with more grace and more compassion and more godliness and more loveliness than a lady who has submitted herself to Christ. And in doing so, she submitted to her husband. My children deserve that. They deserve that to see that in her, and they deserve to see that in me. Uh, I don't know how you do it at home, but I want them to know that I love her. And I want them to know that I love her and how I treat her. Uh, we, we enjoy kissing in front of our children because they don't like it. Uh, and I enjoy that. And anytime they get on our nerves, they're getting on my nerves bad. Come here, babe. Like, ah, dad, go somewhere else then. Beats the alternative. For them to think we don't like each other? For, for them to think that all we ever do is fight? For them to think that all we ever do is go somewhere else on other ends of the house? I really genuinely enjoy her company. I believe she really genuinely enjoys my company. And if I'm going to have a stable, godly, spirit-filled home, my children need to know that. I, I'm not serving Christ tonight. Because if I don't, he might kick me off into hell. That's not love. That's not life. I'm grateful that he got me out. I'm grateful I'm not going to hell. But I'm not serving him tonight. Because if I don't, I'm afraid he's going to kick me off into hell. That's bondage. A lot of people treat uh, uh, the things of God that way. You better do that. God's going to kick you off into hell. I don't believe my wife is submitted to me no more than I am submitted to Christ out of fear. It's a decision. Now watch as God, when we first got married, work that decision in her heart. And I watched as God work this and has worked this in my heart. Well, I'm going to tell you something tonight. God's way is incomparable to anything else. And if you're missing out on that, you can have a lot of things, but you're missing out on the best things in life. Uh, here, here, here's just some verses. 
Talking about mandatory walls, load-bearing, perimeter walls. Here's some verses, Ephesians chapter 6, um, verse number 1. You say, well, our children aren't in here. I don't know that these are for the children as much as they're for the parents of the children. I believe they are for the children, but I believe who's responsible for this, at least in the upbringing, is those who are the parents. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. He said to the children, if you're going to have a Christian home, Father, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband. Husband, father, rather, provoke not your children to wrath. Bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And children, obey your parents. Obey them and honor them. I'm going to tell you something else tonight. A Christian home don't work without children obeying their parents. Well, I don't know what to do with these kids. They just don't listen to me. And I'm going to say something tonight, and you're not going to like me for it. But I'm going to say it anyway. <clears throat> that child is no different than any child that has ever come into this world. Well, my kid's just, just different. No, you're creating a monster out of your kid, telling your kid that they're different. Well, you're just different. No, you're, just, you're not just different. You're a human. Part of what's wrong with that child is they got a whole lot of you in them. And there ain't nothing more different with that child. And I understand there are some special needs children. I understand that. But I'm talking about your average little boy, your average little girl. And even those that have some special needs, God has got grace and help for. Well, I'll tell you that that child of mine is just different. And uh, they just don't mind the rules. No, that's not true. It's just not true. I'm going to tell you again, it's just not true. You can get mad and walk, up and walk out and argue with me. You can get mad if you want. It's just not true. <clears throat> Most of it has to do with the environment. <clears throat> a lot of it has to do with our consistency in bringing about the rules in their life. Most of us are all bark and absolutely no bite. Don't you do that or I'm going to do this. Don't you do that or I'm going to do this. Don't, don't you do that or I'm going to do this. And you see as I'm walking towards it, I'm the child. And the child does that. Well, don't you do that again. You know what that child just learned? Don't you do that or I'm going to do this <laughs> is a lie. My mother and my father are too, either too lazy or they don't want to deal with it. And they might not be able to process all of that. But you've been teaching them. Don't you do that or I'll do this. Don't. Well, preacher, I mean, we, 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 we whip them. I'm, uh, well, first of all, whipping children will fix a lot of stuff, but it don't fix everything. I, I, let me just stop right here and talk for just a minute. Most of our whipping of children is not even biblical anyhow. Most parents don't whip children when they ought to. And they don't whip them for the right reason. Most parents whip children when they get fed up and angry and they blow up and it's a fiasco and they do it out of anger and it's not right and the parents need a whipping as much as the children need one. It's exactly right. There are some strong-willed children. There are some... Everybody's different. You watch people's personalities. You take one child in the same home, and all you got to do is say, please don't do that, okay? And they learn. And they're not going to do it just because they don't want to hurt you. Now, 
don't think that they're an angel because the next time they'll just do it when you ain't looking. Huh? Oh, that's the best little kid ever. I just told them one time and they didn't ever do it. And you'll give them a self-righteous complex and they'll walk, well, I'm just the best person ever because I didn't, and, and not even recognize that they do it when you're not looking. And in the same home, you have a look at, don't do that. And they'll look at you and laugh. They think it's funny. Kids have different personalities. They're just like me and you. Some people are easy. I mean, they just, okay. And then some people, well, why? I need a reason. I need 12 reasons. I need you to write me a book on this. I need to argue with you. And, and I need you to explain it to me. And I'm going to do it anyways. And I don't care what you think. And I'll take the whipping and still do it. Uh, that's, where, that's where love and consistency. All right, you want to play this game? We'll do it as many times as you want to do it until you realize it don't pay. And most of the time, mom and dad wears out before the kids wear out. And we run our mouths. I, 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 listen, this ain't what I came to talk about tonight, but we run our mouths and they know we just talk. We just talk. That's easy to do. I've done it. You've done it. It's easy to do. Now don't give that kid a complex, think there's something wrong with well, we need to do something wrong with you. We need to get something happening in your life. I'll tell you what needs to happen in their life. His mom and dad needs to get with God and figure out what do I need to do to fix me so that I can fix them. Because you are the one in, that's responsible. You are the parent. Quit trying to label your kid and take the label for yourself. I apparently am missing something somewhere. And I need discernment and wisdom from God to figure it out. And when God shows me that I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And, you, and, and I know people don't like that because it's so much more fun to blame other people. So much more fun and enjoyable. But I am their father. You are their mother. And it is your responsibility. These are mandatory walls. And if I can't get a hold of their respect and their admiration and their uh, believing what I say when they're two, I sure ain't going to have it when they're 12. And I need it when they're two, but I really need it when they're 12. Really. Um, Colossians 3.20 Children obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to move on. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say. These areas, we get a bad rap sometimes because, and when I say this, I don't mean derogatory because I feel like a redneck from the South in many ways. But most rednecks from the South have so much tradition uh, and, and don't really have any discernment with it and most of us discipline our children out of embarrassment. That same thing, you wouldn't ever say anything to them about at the house. You'd just talk, 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 talk. But you let them get to Walmart. And that's where you want to show all the other parents at Walmart that you do discipline your kids. Because some little old grandma walks by and says, well, back in my day. And then you pick up your kid and whip them in Walmart. Walmart ain't where they needed the whipping. The reason why they don't listen to you at Walmart is because they didn't learn to at home. And I do understand that sometimes kids really act out when you get them in public. Y'all are devils at home, but y'all are, are really devils in public. <laughs> we, 
we're going to have to get a grip. We're going to lose this generation if mamas and daddies don't get a grip on ourselves. You are responsible. You are responsible. I am responsible. And if they won't listen to me, they're not going to listen to other authority. And if I can't get their attention, they're not going to listen to the other authority in their life. And they sure ain't going to listen to God. I have run into this before in our Christian school. Parents have said to me, and I'm not throwing rocks and I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you the, the dilemma that's there. Parents have said to me, we can't get them to mind. We need you to do something. Here's my, spot, my response immediately 100% of the time. If you can't get them to do it, don't expect me to. It's not my responsibility to parent them. It is yours. And I, 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 my kids may go sideways tomorrow, but I figured out, I shouldn't say this, it sounds boastful, but it's Bible, it's, it's principle, it's, it's, it's within your reach, and so I'll say it as an example, as your pastor, I figured out in the early days how to get mine to do it. Because I was determined I was going to. Determined. And in the middle of that, to let them know I love them. In the middle of that, to let them know that I'm here for them. In the middle of that, to let them know that I am on their side. But it's your job. You better figure it out. You better figure it out. Nobody expects them to be perfect. You shouldn't either. A lot of, a lot of our kids are good kids. They have an unrealistic expectation on them that nobody's kids could live up to. A lot of our kids are good kids. They're not even bad. I, man, do I, do I need to move on? Is, are y'all hearing me? Or It's a little tight. He's talking about my kid. I know he is. I know he is. <laughs> he probably is. But he's talking about his own too. Um, these are mandatory. You got to get this. It don't work if you don't have it. There are some things that are mandatory. Uh, here's one. It should be a given. If you're going, this is a mandatory wall. If you're going to have a Christian home, you're going to need one wife and and not two or three girlfriends. I'm not going to take time to belabor that because I don't think we have any issues with that here, I hope. That, that's mandatory. There's some stuff you just got to get nailed down as concrete. I married her. She's the one. And, and if I messed up, uh-oh, I've messed up. Going to figure out how to do the best I can now. <laughs> Nobody wants to say nothing right now on that. You didn't mess up. God can make out of her what he wants her to be, and God can make out of you, ma'am, because you may be sitting here saying, I messed up, uh-oh, you got him. You wanted a man. Any man, God, just give me a man. He gave you one, you got him. He smells like one, he looks like one, he acts like one, he walks like one. He's a man. Lord, not that kind of man. <laughs> I didn't know he was like that. He's like that, and so are all the rest of them. All of them are the same. You got a man. You wanted one, you got one. Uh-oh. He ain't half as bad as you think he is. And if God, when God gets done working in him, he'd be the kind of man that could not be replaced with 10,000 men. She'd be the kind of woman that's a prize of Proverbs 31. God gets done. In these areas, find out what the requirements are and do that. Mr. Engineer, Mr. Architect, I'm going to build a house. 
here's what I want. I want it to be such and such square feet. I want the walls to be this high. I want there to be four rooms, five rooms, six rooms. I want this and this and this. I want a two-car carport with a, with, a, with a mother-in-law suite on the top of it. I want a wraparound porch. I want all of these things. I'm telling you, this is what I want. Now, what do I need to do? And they'll say, well, you've got to have this, 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 and this, and this. Okay. Find out what is required, start there, do that, and then let's deal with stuff that we got to figure out, preference. But let's start with what's required. In the, in the Christian home, find out what God requires and do that. What does God require of you? Do that. Husband, here's what God requires. I've already said to you, love your wife as Christ, love the church. If you hadn't got that figured out yet, let's work on that. Let's work on that. Well, what do I do to work on that? Keep reading your Bible and find out how much Jesus loves you and take that knowledge that you have and apply it to her. And not just for a day or two. Oh, I've learned it all. Oh, no, it'll take you a lifetime. God's full of grace. He's full of mercy. He's full of compassion. He's, he's, he's full of, he's full of uh, Jesus came as a servant to serve you. Just because you're the husband and you're the head of the house does not mean you sit over there and grumble and scratch and yell and say, bring, bring me my food, woman. I tell you what, man, my wife will bring it to me. I, I told you this morning, I literally sat over there, didn't say a word, and here comes the coffee. I, 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 don't, I don't think I tra- trained you to do that. Maybe I subconsciously, I don't know. How did that happen? It's not hard to serve people who really love you. But it wouldn't hurt me. Now I'm in trouble because now I got, when I teach this stuff, I have to go home and change stuff. It wouldn't hurt me to make the coffee. And bring it to her. Just because I'm the husband don't mean I get coffee rights. That's not what God required. Um, just because I'm the husband don't mean I'm exempt from cleaning. Find that in the Bible. I mean, go home and find it. I want you to go home and look for it and find it and come back and give me your verse. Husbands don't have to clean. Husbands do the outside work, woman does the cleaning. Don't, I know you're going to say woman's keepers of the home. I understand all that, but I, I, that, if that's the only verse you got, uh, woman's a keeper of the home, then you might want to get her a lawnmower because she's going to have to keep the outside. That whole place we got over there is our home. You're going to start feeding the cows, bush hogging. Keepers of the home. Um, I, 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 can, uh, I can help her. I, I'm nearly done. I'm, I'm, nearly, I'm nearly done. Uh, it's 7.07. I'm nearly done tonight. Husbands love the, your wife's Christ love the church. Is not Christ a servant? Did he not take on himself the form of a servant? He said, I came not to be ministered unto but to minister. And I'm supposed to act like him to her. And he's a minister. He's a servant. Might want to get off the couch and learn how to serve your home. Wives, what did he say? Submit yourselves to your own husband. I'm going to trust you. And if you get it right, I'm going to trust you. And if you get it wrong, I'm going to know that God can deal with you and I don't have to, and I'm going to trust you. 
Well, what if he messes it up? What if he does? What if you do? I'll never forget the preacher. Uh, I can't remember his name now. I think I've given you this illustration before. I can never forget, though, the preacher gave the illustration uh, about how he had takes, taken some money and in, in, had invested it into a service station. He said, I lost my shirt in the service station. He said, I lost everything. It went upside down, belly up, bankrupt. He said, I came home with that news. And he said, I opened the door, called his wife's name. He said, I, I couldn't find her. He said, all the way home, I was nervous to let her know because she had said, I don't know if this is a good idea. He said, but I have strong will and strong head, and I did it. He said, and I got home, and and I opened the door, and the whole way there, I thought, boy, she's going to ridicule me. And he said, I opened the door and called her name. She didn't answer. He said, I went through the house trying to find her, couldn't find her. He said, I went into the bedroom, he said, and she was in there. And he said, I thought, she's, she's in here. She's, she's about ready to let me have it. And he said, I, I know you know we lost the service station, went bankrupt. And he said, I, I know I messed up, shouldn't have made that investment. He talked for a minute, waiting, and she said, yeah, it's all right. He said, it's all right. She said, yeah. She said, I've been pondering on it today, and I figured you don't smoke and you don't drink. Since you got saved, you quit smoking and drinking, and all them years smoking and drinking, said it would have cost about as much as what you lost in the service station, so 50 in one, half a dozen in the other. Or six in one. <laughs> six in one and half a dozen in the other. Said, you win some, you lose some. He said, in that moment, I realized that that woman trusted me when I got it right, when I got it wrong. There's some walls that are mandatory. Find out what they are and do that. What does the Bible say? Let's do that. We'll talk next week, Lord willing, next time we have Sunday school on some of the things that are preference. What does the Bible say? Children, obey your parents. We're going to have to get that under control. Figure out how to do that. Honor thy father and thy mother. Lord, I thank you tonight. I believe you've helped us. Lord, we thank you for it. God, thank you for your word. It's precious, it's powerful, it's piercing. We're grateful for it. Lord, bless now our time of fellowship here afterwards. God, thank you for all that you've done. Lord, whoever will hear this, as it goes on the internet, Lord, whoever will hear this, I pray, God, that you would help our homes to be what you want them to be. We need you. We thank you. Build strong homes in our generation, in Christ's name, amen.